0: from the book of Acts chapter 3. If you've got your Bibles, turned there. If not, you can look up on the screen. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of y'all double dipping. You was watching online, and now you're here in person. I like that. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. And as they approached the temple... A man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so that he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. So the lame man looked at them eagerly. You know why? He was expecting some money, the Bible said. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Y'all got a little more energy than 9 o'clock. I appreciate that because your boy needs it today. Amen. Amen. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the book of Acts. And I am reading it again right now during my personal Bible reading Uh, in my devotions. And the stories in Acts are amazing. Third chapter of Acts is probably one of the most exciting chapters in the entire book. It's in this chapter that the first recorded miracles of healing performed by the apostles take place after the ascension of Jesus. Now, after the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, Peter and John, if you read the story, they made their way to the temple to pray. And as they approached the temple gate, a man who was crippled from birth, he began to ask for money from them. Peter and John looked at the man and asked him to look at them. And they understood, though, what he was asking for. They knew that he was asking for some money to help with his personal needs. But Peter and John were not just limited to that moment. They were looking beyond the surface. They were looking beyond that man's immediate circumstances, and they saw an opportunity To meet an even greater need. The lame man was hoping for a few coins, right, at best, but he was about to get a whole lot more than that. Hallelujah. And then Peter makes this bold statement to him in verse 6, Acts 3 and verse 6. It says, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up. Everybody say, get up. Get up and walk. Now, hallelujah. Now, I grew up reading and hearing that story in the Bible when I was a kid. And in my church, we only used the King James Version when I was growing up. And so I remember this verse very clearly from my childhood. But I think I remember it mostly because we used to sing it in a song. Acts 3 and verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah, there's a few of y'all out there. Y'all remember that song from Sunday school, right? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And that's what I want to preach about here today, such as I have. Peter said, we don't have any silver or gold to give you, But what we do have, what we are going to give you, is a whole lot better than a handful of coins. What we do have is the authority and the power and the anointing that comes with the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And it's in that name that we command you, rise up and walk in Jesus' name. Now hear me, Peter wasn't just speaking vain words, but Peter put his faith into action. And the Bible says he grabbed that lame man by the hand and he pulled him to his feet. And then the scripture says that as that man began to stand, his feet and his ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. Amen. Peter and John had faith in the power of the name of Jesus. Now I'm here today because I want to remind us of something important. And this is not a complicated sermon, but I think it's important to hear. Amen. The mission of the church, the mission of the body of Christ is not as complicated as we have made it out to be. We need to give the world Jesus. Come on. See, people are asking for things. People are searching for things. People want answers to a lot of different situations. They are searching and hoping to find relief for their pain, to find hope for their fears, freedom from their addictions, amen, and freedom from their hard circumstances. we got to give them what we have. Somebody say Jesus. The lame man asked for money. But Peter said, such as I have, give I unto thee. Jesus. The gospel, folks, is not complicated. It's Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. The answer is not complicated. It's Jesus. But let me submit to you what I have observed. Religious people, and maybe it's just a lot of preachers, I don't know, arguing over the tribulation. When's the rapture going to take place? What do the seals mean in the book of Revelation? We're fighting about the Godhead. We're fighting about what is divinity. Amen. We're fighting about how often should we take communion? When should we take communion? You know what, folks? Let's give people what we do know and we do have. Jesus. Amen. See, the mission of the church is still the same that it's always been. Jesus. You don't have to understand Greek and Hebrew to figure it out. Come on. It's Jesus. Because here's what I know. I once was blind, but now I see. Woo! Come on, somebody. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah. Come on, I once was bound, but now I'm free. And such as I have, give I thee. We want the church to be relevant. We want our programs to be cutting edge. I get all that, Right? We want great music. We want sermons that are catchy and teaching that inspires people. I get it all. Can't, let me. Nobody wants excellence more than I do. Why in the world do you think I'm so excited if I get some new carpet? <laughs> Hallelujah, right? I think we ought to do the best we can for Jesus and represent the church and his kingdom well. But sometimes I think we need to be reminded, and that's what I'm trying to do today, that it's not about soundtracks. Come on, it's not about having great worship music. Come on, somebody. It's not about 40-minute sermons that tickle people's ears or stroke our spiritual egos. Come on. Peter said, I don't have any of that to give to you. But what I do have to give to you is going to change your life. I give you Jesus. I give you Jesus. I give you Jesus. Come on, it's not about fancy buildings. It's not about great programs. It's not about great ministries. It's about Jesus. Let's give him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Woo, come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Such as I have, give I thee. The lame man walked, not because it was a signs and wonders revival. Not because it was baptism Sunday, amen. Come on, not because the praise team sang the newest song from Elevation. It's because he gave him Jesus. He gave him Jesus. And I think it's important for us to understand that people are asking a lot of questions, and sometimes we're offering them the wrong answers. They need Jesus. It's important for people to have a personal faith in Jesus Christ, right? In order for them to receive spiritual blessings. But hear me, in this case, the lame man's blessing didn't come from his faith. Read the story. The lame man got blessed because of the faith of Peter and John. And their willingness to say, you know what? We don't have what you think you need. But we have what you don't even know that you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we don't have what you want, but we do have what you need. Jesus. Jesus. Such as I have, I give you Jesus. Church, let's give the world Jesus. I want to set somebody free today right now. Come on. You don't have to walk around with your Strong's Concordance and your Thompson James Bible and be able to quote Greek and Hebrew. Come on. All you need to do is share Jesus when you get the opportunity. Come on. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. Amen. All you need to do is be willing to say, I'm going to share with somebody what Jesus has done for me. And then you know what? Let God take care of the rest. Matter of fact, the Bible says there are some who sow seed. There's others that water the seed. But it is God who gives the increase. Turn to your neighbor and say, all you got to do is sow seed. Just give him Jesus. Give him Jesus. Such as I have, give I thee. Amen. We got to give a hurting world Jesus. We got to give addicts Jesus. We got to give broken-hearted people Jesus. We got to give people with no hope Jesus. We got to give broken marriages Jesus. And when you give people Jesus, amazing things happen. When you read the story from Acts chapter 3, when you continue to read the chapter after the man was healed, look what happened in Acts 3 verse 9. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. Amen. By the way, when you get that kind of a miracle, you better be praising God. Hallelujah. And then verse 10, when they realized that he was the lame beggar that they had so often seen at the beautiful gate. Now, let me stop right here. It wasn't the, P, the faith of Peter and John that inspired them. Come on, it wasn't all the, the fancy game. wasn't what, what really inspired them was they recognized that this is the guy that was always crippled laying at the gate. This is the guy that whenever he saw us coming, we had to reach into our pockets. This is the guy that relied solely on other things, and now he's walking. He's leaping, he's praising God, and I love the end of verse 10. They were completely, absolutely astounded. They were astounded. And then when you keep reading chapter 3, the Bible says Peter preached to them, much like he did in Acts chapter 2. Peter's sermons were masterful, by the way. Go back and read them. He started pointing them back to Jesus, telling them who he was, telling him that he was the Messiah, he was the crucified Son of God. Then he told him this exactly how the lame man was walking around. Acts 3, verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Folks, church, our mandate is the same give the world Jesus. Give him Jesus. Peter said the name of Jesus and faith in that name is what has brought about his healing. And such as I have, give I thee. See, when you call upon the name of someone, you're calling upon their authority. You're calling upon the very nature of that person. If a king sends out a decree throughout his kingdom, the decree goes out under his name. Under his authority, when an ambassador right now speaks in a foreign land, a United States ambassador, he's not just representing his own opinion. He's not even just representing the opinion of the embassy that he lives in or is stationed. He's representing the power and authority of the entire United States government. When Peter said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk." He was proclaiming in the name of, in the authority of, by the power of, rise up and receive your healing. And church, I want to tell somebody here today, Jesus Christ is fully alive and fully capable and here to deliver people today. Amen. His power, his authority, his influence is still very much active in the earth today. Amen. There's a popular movie right now. It just got on Netflix called Jesus Revolution. I don't know how many of you have seen it. But you know what we need right now? We need a Jesus revolution in this country. Come on. We need a Jesus revolution in our churches. Hallelujah. It concerns me sometimes, not here. But when you see sermons online and there's almost little or no mention of Jesus, it's almost like, you know what, I better throw a little scripture in here so they don't think this is a TED talk, amen. Or sometimes when we're singing songs and they're all about how we feel or how we connect and there's very little mention of who we are singing about or who we are singing to. Folks, it's still about Jesus. It was always about Jesus. It's got to stay about Jesus. It's got to stay about Jesus. Such as I have. God wants somebody in this house or somebody that's watching online to understand. His power is still real. His power can still change. His power can still heal. His power can still set free. It's all in the name of Jesus. It's all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Peter said the power's not in silver and gold. I don't have that anyway. The power's not found in Peter and John. They were just willing vessels. The power was not found in money or material things or social programs or church ministries. The power of healing and salvation, it's not found in government, it's not found in our programs, it's not found through community service. Peter didn't offer those things. So, folks, can I just uh, implore us that sometimes we need to stop offering people what they just want and give them what they really need, and that's Jesus. Amen? See, if we don't present the gospel and the hope of Jesus, are we really his body? If we're not talking about Jesus, if we're not offering people Jesus, if we're not encouraging Jesus to operate in lives, what are we doing anyway? Amen? We might as well put some new carpet in here and turn this thing into a banquet hall. If we're not giving people Jesus. If we don't present the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ. If we don't meet needs by the hands of Jesus. Because hear me, without the gospel and the power of God, we have failed in our mission. Because tell me, let me tell you what I do know. People can find help for their addictions outside of the church. People can find social programs that will put food on their table outside of the church. People can get counseling and recovery outside of the body of Christ. But let me tell you what they can't find out there that they can't find in here. Jesus. Hallelujah. And such as I have, give I thee. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. But let me also tell you, I don't think those things need to be exclusive of one another. We can give people Jesus and hope, Jesus and recovery, Jesus and freedom. Come on, somebody. Jesus and Matthew 25. Let's put food on your table. Let's help you pay your light bill. Come on. Let's help you get shoes on your feet. Let's help your kids get back to school. Let's do it in Jesus' name. Why don't we give him a praise right now in this house? Woo, hallelujah. 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 Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. 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 The necessities of life are important, but our spiritual welfare is our most important need. Our spiritual needs are met by putting faith in the name of of Jesus. When you read the New Testament, throughout the New Testament, it's very obvious that the name of Jesus was an intricate part of the teachings of the apostles and the early church. Acts 4 and 12 reveals the name of Jesus is the only name by which we may receive salvation. Folks, that message is still true. Amen. You're not going to find it in Buddha. You're not going to find it in Islam. Come on, you're not going to find it in those things. It's only the name of Jesus. It's only the name of Jesus. Sins were forgiven through the invocation of that name, Acts two thirty-eight, Acts 8, 10, and 19. The disciples cast out demons in the name of Jesus, Acts 16, 18. The apostle Paul admonished the church to do everything in word or deed in the name of Jesus. To the Philippians, Paul wrote, every knee should bow and every tongue will confess at the name of Jesus. Such as I have, give I thee. There's power in that name. And the name of Jesus Christ is the most powerful name ever uttered. And that component produces the power in our faith in his name. The writer of the book of Hebrews expounded on the idea of our faith in the 11th chapter and 6th verse when he said, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, before the Son of God was even born, before the new covenant began, there was prophecy about that name. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. All right, then the Lord himself will give you, I'm gonna, yeah, there it is, will give you the sign. Look, the virgin, talking about Mary, will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call his name Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. Hallelujah. An angel then gave Joseph the name. By which he was to be called, Matthew 1, And notice, he's going to refer back to Isaiah 7, 14. And she will bring forth a son, and you're going to call him what? Jesus. Jesus. Why? He will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, look, verse 23. Behold, there it is, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. Folks, that's why the name of Jesus is so powerful. Amen. That's why it is so significant, because he wasn't just somebody else. He was Emmanuel. He was God with us. Isaiah 9 and 6 called him the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Jesus. Jesus Ephesians 1.21 says, Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. The name of Jesus. Did you know the miracles of Jesus demonstrated his divine power and authority over nature and disease and sickness and death and the devil and demons and sin. Come on, over every force that can afflict or conquer humanity. You know what else I know? He can still conquer death, cancer, sickness. Come on, depression, addiction. Come on, come on, somebody. He can still set you free in the name of Jesus. Jesus. The teachings of Jesus reveal his divine authority. As a matter of fact, he said the people were astonished, Matthew 7 And his doctrine, he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. See, he wasn't just another good teacher. He taught with authority. God-given, God-breathed authority. Even the men that arrested him, one time they said, no man has ever spoke like this man. Folks, to put faith in the name of Jesus is to know the supreme revelation of God. Hear me, church. We have got to get back to what makes the gospel powerful. We got to give people Jesus. Amen. I'm glad we got good children's programs here. I'm glad we got a great youth team. Amen. Where's Daniel and Clarissa? Are they in the building? They're probably out there working somewhere. Where are they? Stand up, Daniel. Stand up. I'm glad we got good, good pastors. I'm glad we got Pastor Rodney. I'm glad we got Mike and Amy. Come on. I'm glad. But you know what? If we don't have Jesus, None of these other things matter. I'm glad we got friendly greeters, amen. if you come in here and you get greeted by them people and you don't think they're nice man i don't I don't know what we got for you. I don't think I can help you, amen, such as I have. give I thee Jesus, everybody say Jesus. Yes. Philippians two and nine, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name Jesus instructed his disciples to gather in his name Matthew 18 to pray in his name John 14 to preach in his name Luke 24 He said they would cast out demons receive divine protection receive healing in his name Mark chapter 16 they would receive the holy spirit in his name John chapter 14 He ruled that the, he said that they would be reviled and persecuted and hated for his name's sake Matthew 5 and Matthew 10 After the New Testament church was founded on the day of Pentecost, the believers went forth, how? In the name of Jesus. They baptized by invoking the name of Jesus. Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10.48, Acts 19.5, Acts 22.16. Come on, talk about that name. I give you Jesus. They prayed for the sick and they received healing by invoking the name of Jesus. Acts 3 and 6, Acts 3.16, Acts 4.10, James 5.14. I'm talking about it's all throughout our Bibles, amen? They cast out demons by invoking the name of Jesus, Acts 16 and 18. They taught and preached everywhere in his name, Acts 5, 28, 40, and 42. They called on his name, Acts 9, 21. They labored in his name, Revelation 2, 3. They held fast to his name, Revelation 2, 13. They refused to deny his name, Revelation 3 and 8. I want you to stand with me all over this house. They proclaimed that salvation was only in his name. Acts 4 and 12. They lived a holy life in order to bear witness of his name. 2 Timothy 2.19. They bore his name to the world and they suffered for his name. Acts 9.15-16. They were reproached for his name. 1 Peter 4.14. They risked their lives for his name. Acts 15.26. When they were persecuted, they rejoiced in Acts 5.41. what That they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Such as I have. Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody told me in between services that the Lord spoke to them one time. She was feeling very ina- inadequate about sharing her faith. And she said, in a time of prayer, the Lord said, all you have to share is Jesus. And she was thinking, wrestling with it. She said, no, no, no. All you have to share is Jesus. All you have to share is Jesus, and all you have to share is Jesus. Hear me. Come on. They don't need Jesus plus Baptist theology, Pentecostal theology, Methodist theology, Catholic theology, Lutheran theology, all of my theology, all of my isms and schisms. Come on. Give them Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. That's what the scripture says. Give him Jesus. Peter, give me some money. I've been crippled my whole life. Sorry, dude. No silver, no gold. But here's what I do have. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk hallelujah so here's how I want to close this service first of all if you have never accepted that name over your life that's the first step Lord I need you to change me I repent of my sins and I want to begin a relationship with you that's where you start Jesus, come into my life. And you know what the Bible says? Angels stand in heaven. Ah. Ah. Yes! Once sinner is repented. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. Some of you, maybe you've never been baptized. You could take on that name in a watery grave. Oh, that's nice warm bath water. My Lord, all you need is a bar of soap in that tank today. We'll baptize you in that name. Some of you are already believers. Maybe you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You've never been baptized by the power of the Holy Ghost. You can receive that today. You know why? Because such as we have. It's the comforter. It's his presence. God can change your life. And then there's others of you right now. You have, hear me. I know I'm talking to somebody. You have felt inadequate to share the gospel. I don't know scriptures. I don't know the plan of salvation. I don't know how to tell people. I don't know how to deal with. Man, it's weird out there today. We don't even know what to say. Can I just tell you, sometimes I don't even know what to say. Like, Man, what in the world? You know what? Such as I have. All I can tell you is what Jesus did for me. Plant the seed. Let somebody else water it. Let God be responsible for the increase. So as the praise team begins to sing, here's what I want you. I want you to step out from where you are. Some of you right now, can I just say this? I think sometimes as Christians, and this is not an indictment, but particularly if you've been serving the Lord for any period of time, sometimes church becomes the substitution for Jesus. It does. It's just, it's our nature. I've been going to church since I was 16. I am 26 years old, so for the last 10 years of my life, I've been going to church for over 40 years. And you know what? Can I just be real with you? Sometimes church is church. Sometimes church is just what I do. And for me, it's my job. It's it's everything about my life. And sometimes I have to remind myself what this is all about. It's about a man who spread his hands between two thieves. It's about a man who allowed them to dive spikes through his wrist and through his feet. It's about a man who allowed them to press a crown of thorns upon his head. It's about a man who died and they stabbed him in the side with a spear. And the Bible says that water and blood came out. But it's also about a man who before all that happened, he said, destroy this temple and in three days I'm going to raise it up. Hallelujah. It's about a man whose life was not just defined by the cross, but it's really defined by an empty tomb. I give you Jesus. His last words on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Today, you and I have that opportunity today to say, Jesus, I want you to cover my life. I want you to cover my sin. I want you to help me break these addictions. I want you to help me draw closer to you. God, I don't want it just to be about church. I want it to be about Jesus. I'm going to open this altar right now as they say, would you come? Come on, let's make it about Jesus again. Let's ask him, God, to overcome us, to overflow us with his love and his mercy. Are you ready? Amen. Come on, God give me boldness to speak of you
1: Give me boldness to speak about you It's just you Jesus It's just you Jesus It's just you Jesus, just you, Jesus.
0: Come on Yes God, yes God I don't want to overcomplicate this God I don't want to fall in love with you again Uh, not my relationship with the church,
1: with my experience with it, with you God. Come on, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you.
0: This channel, so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.